June 11th, 2020. I'm Avi Kaufman. And I'm Ron Scharf. And this is Accent Insights. Uh, this week, we're returning to our normal format where we talk about properties that caught our eye that were interesting for one reason or another. Yeah. So let's well, let's start with one that caught my eye, Avi, and I, it probably caught yours as well. 168 Tremont Street in Newton, in Newton Corner, 02458. This is your listing. It's a five-bedroom, two-bathroom, 2,100-square-foot uh, single-family house. The thing that caught my eye and probably catched a lot of people's eyes, first, the price seems very, very reasonable at 689 And then also in your remarks, you know, you make the comment, does it need work? Yes, but it has good bones. Talk to me about your thinking in, in laying that right out. Yeah, so uh, this is a house that has not been occupied full-time in about 10 years, and it needs updates. You know, I find that if we oversell it, then we'll get fewer people to take a look, and the people that come will be disappointed, and it will linger on the market. So we've talked many times on this podcast about pricing, about how if you price too high, uh, you miss the market, and then you have to do drastic price cuts, but if you price reasonably or a little bit below what you think the market value is, you'll get the, the attention from the market and that tide of attention will raise your price up better than you expected. And so I think it's something similar here. We know that there's a lot to do with this house. Um, the bones are actually pretty good. And I think that, that it, if you read the disclosures and you're still interested, you come to the house, you're going to be pleasantly surprised by the space and the yard and uh, the size of the rooms and, and the possibilities of what you could do with this. Something that we've also talked about a little bit before is how, you know, something like 15% of the deals or so fall apart before the purchase and sale agreement. And one of the major reasons is because of the home inspection. So on a house like this, where it's reasonable to anticipate that there would be issues, it's a better strategy just to come forward and say, look, these are the issues, price this into your offer. And that way we, we greatly eliminate that risk of us having to go back on the market and explain to everyone that the deal fell apart. Excellent points. And I think that, you know, one of the things I noticed when you showed me the listing as you were preparing it is this is a great layout. It's it's very classic. Um, this house doesn't really need to be completely reconfigured. Um, you could go in, take it as it is. I think maybe some people might want to make a master bathroom and there is a space upstairs to do that. So I think it doesn't take a great deal of imagination to um, walk into this house and say, oh yeah, I can see it restored to its full potential. And you said something, Avi, before about inspections. Tell me more about that because I think you did something specific, which is interesting. Yeah, so we actually, the sellers uh, performed a pre-listing home inspection in February. And so uh, we did a couple things. We, we combed through that and uh, took out the major points and put that on a disclosure that we put right as an attachment on the MLS. So every agent can see that. And we want every buyer to, to view that and to even sign it and include it with their offer so that we know that they saw it. Second, we're making the home inspection itself available to anyone that wants to see it so that you know what you're getting. And look, if you want to do your own home inspection, you still should. But this was an independent home inspector, so there shouldn't be any surprises. If you have your own home inspection, it should look pretty similar. Right. So essentially what you're saying is given that you're laying everything out on the table, when someone walks into the house, they look at it and they say, I expected worse or, or it's everything exactly as I expected. The only surprises they'll find are good surprises. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I think that, that, was, that that's the takeaway for me. You know, I go through the report and, you know, there's knob and tube in the attic, for example, uh, which is old electrical that, that is always recommended to update. And there's a few things like that. But generally, it's more improvements that you would make and not so much deficiencies, in my opinion. So I think that people will walk in and they'll be they'll be pleased. Great. And you've you've already had a bunch of calls on this, haven't you? 
Yeah, uh, we posted this yesterday. So we're showing it over the weekend and planning is to present the offers on Tuesday. Uh, and so the market's been getting trained to not uh, listen to that and to try and get an early and get an early offer. Uh, and a lot of listing agents have been accommodating those. But uh, you know, we've talked about this uh, many times where we don't think that that's good news for the seller. Right. We think that it's better for them to get everyone in. It's better for the buyers too if they get the opportunity uh, to see it and to put their offers in. But it's also better for the seller because then they get more full offers and people have a chance to bid on it. So that's our plan. So we've got, looking at my calendar, I think it looks like 25 showings so far scheduled for this weekend. I think it's to the broader point that we've been making kind of along the way. Now that the market is kind of waking up, the inventory still hasn't caught up. But man, you know, property in Brookline and Newton is flying off the shelf like it's toilet paper at Target. Things are just going as quickly as they come on. If they're priced right, you would never know that we're in a global pandemic and a recession and, 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 uh, if you just looked at the market now, will it keep up? We don't know, but right now things are very strong. And I, I urge the listeners to go back and listen to last week's podcast where we talk about our economic sentiment survey, which was quite interesting, uh, in terms of how the people in our market seem to be thinking about their own circumstances. Uh, but there's a lot of property on the market and a lot of under agreements, as I said, quickly. But there's a few new ones that, that caught our eye uh, that we want to just touch on this week, primarily because of their relatively quick turnaround properties. So the first one is 151 Tappan Street. This is a seven bedroom, four and a half bath house. It's quite large at 4,200 square feet. And this was purchased in July of 2016. So uh, under four years ago, and it's back on the market. These buyers bought it for a million nine fifty five, so just under two million, and they are now asking basically two and a half million. Uh, what do you think about that? That's, that's quite the increase. I mean, uh, it's an absolute number. Uh, it's a lot more money and not a lot more years. Oh, I think that was that's probably my first reaction when we actually look at what percent increase is that. It's it's I think about twenty eight percent, so about seven percent a year. And I mean, just last week we said the market went up six to seven percent from last year. So it's kind of in line with that. But this is a different part of the market than that prime market that had that increase, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, this is this is not the bread and butter, you know, million to million five. Now we're up at two and a half and the air is thinner up there. We're going to talk a little bit more about this with the other properties we're looking at this week as well. I sold the house two houses down from this a couple of years ago. I think two or three years ago, I sold 125 Tappan Street and we got around 2.3 uh, different house entirely, both on a very nice piece of property. Tappan Street, a little bit busy. Uh, the one at 125 was maybe a little more secluded feeling than this one. But uh, boy, you know, if they get it, and if they get it quickly, it will, I think, tell us something about where the high-end people are. It, it is much harder now to get mortgages for big numbers. The conforming rate mortgages, the ones that are guaranteed by the government to be bought by Fannie and Freddie are still available, but anything in the jumbo territory is harder to find. It, like, it's, it's harder to qualify for. You know, not only are these numbers bigger, but I think people are going to have to have either a lot more economic security and a lot stronger of a profile to show to a bank or they're coming with cash. Two other condos caught my eye. One of them is already under agreement, 77 Kenwood Street and uh, 79 Kenwood Street. This is an up-down condo. It was gut renovated. Uh, it's in that lovely 
part of Brookline that people really love down by the Columbia Park area. Uh, what's interesting to me about these houses is that these are owned by some developers who do a lot of gut rehabs in Brookline. And, and they live in it, is the thing. Correct. These are not spec houses. And they've done this play before. Because actually, before they moved into this house about five years ago, they lived next door. And they call themselves Kenwood Builders. They tore up their block. They bought and, and redid so many houses on Kenwood Street. So uh, they certainly lived up to their name, but they were living next door. They lived there for a couple of years. They sold those units as not brand new, but almost new. Uh, and then they moved here. And now they're selling these units as not brand new, but almost new. And the unit that they're calling 77, which I think is the upstairs unit, it's got more square footage, went on the market a couple of weeks ago and is already under agreement after 14 days. And it's going for 2.6 is what they asked. And it went under pretty quickly, which is usually indication that they're getting you know, close to the price that they asked. The other unit, the remaining unit came on the market today, and that one is asking 2.6 two, essentially. And it's also, it's a five bedroom, four bathroom house. They've done this multiple times where they've lived in the house uh, that they built and then they sell it after some number of years. Uh, what's the strategy there? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not in their heads entirely, but it seems pretty clear to me. There's a, there's a tax advantage here. These guys develop quite frequently. So they might be taking the gains on their homes as ordinary income because they do so many of them. If you do them a little less frequently, you can get it as capital gains, which is a much better tax rate. But what, what's happening here is because they've lived in the house for uh, at least two of the last five years, they're not going to pay any tax on the gain up to $500,000. So they are going to assign a value to the house when they bought it. And you know they're going to put every dollar they can, they can justify into that initial value. And then you know whatever profit they make on that is tax-free for the first $500,000. And above that is capital gains. So it's an enormous tax benefit for them for doing what they're doing here. And, you know, I would say the risk to them is that, well, maybe the house is worth less as a slightly used house than it would have been as a brand new gut rehab. But based on what happened with Unit 77, they don't seem to be having a problem. So they're going to... Well, we have another one that we're going to talk about this week that illustrates that point. Um, Ron, there's a listing that, that you're very familiar with, I think. Uh, there's something new on... Uh... 33 Winthrop Road, right? There is 33 Winthrop Road, Unit 2. And and I happen to know, uh, I would say I know everything about this house. I built it. <laughs> but you did not live in it. I did not live in it. And I, I will say this, we thought about it. We thought about it for the reasons that, that I just said. And, it, you know, it's a, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work to move a family into a home. And, and it would have been, it would have cost us money to do it because this house is worth more than the home we live in. But the units we did on Winthrop Road are, are really special because they, they come down off of Winthrop Road and they're tough behind another house. So you come down a private lane and, and there are two houses there with five car garage between them and it is totally secluded and they have lovely backyards and they have amazing views. You know, you, you always love your children. I, I love this house. I, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't think the people who live here are, are selling this for tax purposes. What I understand from the agent who who bought it with them and who's now selling it for them is their family circumstances changed and they need to um, move back overseas. But well, let's give a, a quick um, recap. This is 33 Winthrop Road. This is the the right hand unit, like a single family. 
Uh, it's, it's a condo townhouse, 4,900 square feet. It's six bedrooms, four full and one half bathroom, garage parking. They bought it two years ago for $2.89 million. And now it's listed for $3.25 million, which is about 12.5% increase over the two years or so. Right. And when you put it that way, it doesn't sound like so much. As you said before, you know, 6% roughly last year over year uh, makes 12.5%. For two years, not seem like so much. But man, that is a big number. $3.25 million is a, is a big number. And, uh, you know, if this is sold for a million dollars, Two years ago, I would say, yeah, no problem, you know, another 12%. But, you know, you get to that high two to into the $3 million range, the air gets thin up there. Um, and and I think it's going to be very instructive, as we talked about on Tappan Street, to see how quickly this unit goes. It's wonderful and unique, but that's a lot of money. And again, you're going to need a lot of cash to buy it or like a rock solid profile with a bank to to pull a mortgage on this thing. I will be watching this one very carefully myself. I'm actually sad to see the family go there. They were exactly the type of family I thought would move in there with terms of how many kids they had and the ages. And you know, the, you even can see on the on the picture that the kids have been doing chalk drawings in the front <laughs> of the court there. So it it does my heart good to see that. And I hope you know that whoever comes there will enjoy it as they did. Yeah, it's a beautiful property, and it had city views, and it had uh, a little bit of everything. And it'll be a good one to watch. I think that it would not be unreasonable for different parts of the market to be undergoing different forces at this time. So this will be a good one to watch. So stay tuned. We're watching at the you know uh, more uh, mortal <laughs> filled price range, and at the you know closer to the immortal price range up here. We are watching the market carefully, and we are here for your questions. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, please uh, reach out to us. We're info at accentbrookline.com, or you can find our info in the show notes. If you're enjoying our podcast, please give us uh, five stars or a positive review. It helps other people to find the podcast. That's all for now. Talk to you next time. <laughs>